The Objective, the history education podcast dedicated to engaging and content-rich ways to transform the history classroom with a heavy dose of material culture and teaching with objects. I'm Matt Shoemaker, and on today's episode, I'd like to share an historical simulation I use with my students over the European countries competing for control of North America. I'm a big fan of simulations. When I taught high school, I did a couple, but... By that time in their educational careers, many students had had the excitement for those types of activities drilled out of them. They expected school to be lecture, notes, tests, worksheets, especially my dual credit juniors and seniors. My few attempts did not go over well, which I could lay at them, but it's also possible that it could have been that they were just bad simulations. But regardless, I eventually stopped. When I went to middle school, however, I brought the idea out again, but worried that middle schoolers, true to form, would be too cool to do these lame simulations. But, to my surprise, they love them, and they, um, we've now worked up to doing several in a year. So I like simulations because they still require research and critical thinking and corroboration, contextualization, but they also get students up and moving. I also like to include um, a story component with mine, which allows students to kind of flex their creativity muscles a little bit if they'll go along with it. I, I also like simulations because they promote student responsibility, and if you don't meet the standards set forth, you don't just let me or yourself down, but you let your classmates down. Uh, and many of those classmates have put a lot of work into their character, their goal, their mission, whatever it may be. And expressing that accountability has gone a long way in encouraging hard work by my students. So the simulation I'd like to share with you is called European Summit 1650. So here's the scenario. You are a delegate from one of four European countries, Spain, France, the Netherlands, or England. You and your delegates each want control of certain sections of the Americas, and you want concessions from the other European countries. So your mission is to gain guarantees from all the other countries that that your desires for land and your connections will be given to you. So my setup is we start through guided notes over the four countries. Now I don't do dedicated notes for this activity, so there's not just one set of notes where we say, okay, here's what England wanted, here's what Spain wanted, here's what France wanted. Um, Students actually have to do the work of compiling information from previous sets of notes uh, when those countries were involved. So um, to figure out Spain, They have to use their notes from when we discussed discussed Spanish arrival and indigenous populations. The English notes come from the coverage of Roanoke and Jamestown. The French and Dutch information comes from notes taken over their relationship with indigenous populations and mercantilism. So the information from those notes are compiled on a student-created graphic organizer, so I just let them create the way they want to, to list it. And I ask them to do a few things, though. They have to identify the motivation of each country, as well as the geographic area they explored or controlled, the interaction and relationship with Native Americans, and then I ask the students to predict on each country's plans for expansion. So after we do that, we supplement the notes with primary source work, identifying themes and answers to those same questions, like motivation, areas controlled, interaction, relationship with Native Americans, etc. So to do that, what we do is we have, um, I have a a set of, of excerpts from each country, and we 
take it and we give about five to eight minutes with each source and after we go through all of the sources then we rotate that to a different group so it's a little bit of I put a little time crunch on there forcing them to dig a little bit deeper now if you have not done a lot of work with primary sources um, from the beginning of the year I don't know that I would necessarily put that time constraint on there but we've worked since day one with primary sources and so I feel like overall my students are pretty comfortable with what to look for and so I, I feel a little more comfortable doing that with them. But um, after that is done, um, that lasted roughly four days for this activity this year, it's time to prep for the actual simulation. So I didn't assign the countries ahead of time because I wanted students to give equal treatment to each country. So I randomly assigned countries this year. Now in the past, I've also cherry-picked certain people that I wanted to be with certain countries. But this year, it was all complete random. And students were moved into their delegations to kind of share their findings with their other delegates. Now, each delegation was given a handout asking them to take stock of what advantages and disadvantages they had as a country and what the other countries had that they might want. This year, I also added a secret menu of items that students had to obtain from other countries without them knowing. So, Spain, jealous of the fur trade of New France and New Netherland, would have to obtain a portion of the fur trade from one of those countries through either negotiation, trade, historical threat, so once they had done that, the delegation strategized how they would obtain what they wanted from each country, identifying strengths and weaknesses. So, you know, and the whole time that they're doing this, I'm walking around, I'm listening, and I'm assessing. So I am making notes of what I hear, and, you know, that really helps me without giving a quiz or anything, you know, any kind of paper trail. I can say, all right, I, I know that this is what these students know, and then I can step in and I can help the students that are struggling. So the simulation, the day of, we start with the, the kids meet me at the door and then I introduce them to the class. So, you know, the right honorable John Smith representing uh, the Netherlands. And then they come in and we make a big deal of it. There's music that's playing and the kids just kind of mix and mingle and try to accomplish their goals. At the end of the simulation, which is about a class period, we stop about 10 minutes before, students take stock of how well they did through a reflection graphic organizer I created, and that is all shared on the blog, liveamericanhistory.blogspot.com, and we discuss as a class what went well, what didn't, what was difficult about negotiations, which countries had a lot to lose and which had a lot to gain. Now this year, after adding the secret menu, I also discuss that and I ask students how historically accurate they believe those desires were. Now some of them I know were just humoring me and they're like, oh, Mr. Shoemaker, it's completely historically accurate. And, and they weren't, by the way. There were things that I put in there that the countries did not ask for, things that the countries really never expressed any desire to have. Other students, though, they called me on it and they brought up how their country probably wouldn't have asked for that because of whatever. And then, of course, once they say that, I ask for corroboration, which many of them provided. So it was outstanding, and it was awesome to see that they had made these connections. So simulations, just like anything else, have student supporters and opponents, and the quality of your simulation changes year to year. But overall, the, the middle school students at least enjoy simulations. And this year, I had students begging them to do uh, another one soon. 
So I don't know about you, but whenever students are begging me to do something that is on topic and proves itself to promote learning, I'm all in. So um, thanks for joining me on this episode of The Objective, and don't forget to check out the website at liveamericanhistory.blogspot.com for past and future episodes, vlogs, blog posts. Also, please leave any questions, thoughts, suggestions for improvement, or I would love to hear how you use simulations in your classroom on the blog or at Twitter at M underscore S-H-O-M-A-K-E-R. That's at M underscore Shoemaker. I'm Matt Shoemaker, and I hope to talk to you next time on The Objective.